0: What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Poplitics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the Conservativity, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute conservatives, let the games begin. This chick legit named her daughter Poot. She said it's unique. Oh my gosh, is it actually a cute name for real or is this chick out of her mind? Dad, I'm hungry. Hi, hungry, I'm dad. Why did you name me this way? Kim Kardashian has been trying to save a woman from death row in Texas, claiming that she's innocent, even though she most definitely killed her daughter. Now, Kim's deleted the tweets. I'll give you the receipts on that. Remember Jeanette McCurdy from iCarly and Salmon Cat? She wrote a memoir, and the title of it has pissed off a lot of people. This woman was fired from her job for saying Vice President Kamala Harris's outfit looked like a UPS uniform. And then we'll time travel and see what happened this week in pop culture history with the Pop Culture Rewind. I'm Alex Clark, and this is pop from Kim Kardashian lately asking the state of Texas to save a woman named Melissa Lucio from death row. But man, is this juicy. Buckle up. I'm nervous. But I'm excited. The story about Melissa Lucio starts in 2007, when paramedics were called to the Lucio home because Melissa's youngest of 14 children, two-year-old Mariah, wasn't breathing. Melissa told paramedics that Mariah had fallen down the stairs a few days earlier, which is why she must have stopped breathing, insinuating that she had succumbed to her injuries. Mariah was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital. The thing is, Mariah had multiple telltale signs of abuse on her body. whole patches of hair that had been pulled out, and even a broken arm that doctors determined had actually been broken anywhere from two to seven weeks before the supposed stairs incident. Well, that's suspicious. Mariah's autopsy also showed tons of internal injuries, like bruising on her kidneys, injuries to her spinal cord, lungs, and a head injury. I mean, falling down the stairs? We've all heard that excuse before from someone trying to cover up abuse. The thing is, Melissa's confession wasn't exactly rock solid. She ended up saying... I guess I did it after seven hours of grueling interrogation where she wasn't allowed to eat or drink. This led to groups like the Innocence Project and others insinuating that Melissa was wrongfully convicted of murder and sentenced to death and that Melissa's behavior during the interrogation was just because she is a victim of abuse herself. They've also been using the diversity excuse as to why Melissa should be let off the hook since you know she's the only Latina woman on death row because that matters. What does that have to do with anything? Long story short, Melissa is scheduled to be executed on April 27th, as in a few weeks. A couple days ago, Kim Kardashian called Governor Abbott asking for clemency. Kim has also been tweeting this week about how Melissa is innocent and her daughter died in a tragic, traumatizing accident that could happen to anyone. I just feel so bad. This has led to a lot of criticism on Kim's part, mainly because she's clearly an idiot. Kim has now deleted her tweets insisting Melissa's innocence since she probably realized that there is no Question, we've got a child murder on our hands. That's awkward. The moral of the story is don't trust Kim Kardashian and her advocacy for criminals. I wasted everyone's time. You know, I wasted everyone's money. I wasted everyone's everything, and I feel bad. If you're watching politics, then you most likely grew up watching iCarly or Sam and Cat, so you should know who Jeanette McCurdy is. It is about <laughs> <laughs> April Fools! She recently announced the title of her new book, A Memoir, and a lot of people are super offended by the title she chose. It's called, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Oh, wow. That's that's really disturbing. Is it spicy? Yeah. But I actually love this title. Let me explain. A lot of people don't know this, but she had a really messed up childhood and essentially only became an actress because her mom, who was super abusive, forced her to. When Jeanette was six, her mom became obsessed with the idea of her becoming a star. She was even bleaching her daughter's hair and whitening her teeth before she even turned 10. She was extremely strict with Jeanette's eating habits, eventually causing Jeanette to develop multiple eating disorders. Her mom never allowed her to shower alone, even as a teenager, and her mom performed breast and vaginal exams on her herself. In 2013, Jeanette's mom, Debbie, died of cancer, leading to Jeanette finally quitting acting for good, getting therapy, and eventually writing this memoir. I'm on board. I think the title is freaking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I hope she spills. Just placed my pre-order last night, so I will be reading. She clearly knows how a good, provocative title will sell and get attention, so I think it's perfect. I love dark humor. I've always liked Jeanette. So my question is, do you like the title for this, or do you think it's too much? Never do that again! You're not the boss of me. Ah! I followed conservative commentator Amber Athey for a while on Twitter. She's the Washington editor for the Spectator Magazine's World Edition and also had a regular spot on DC talk station WMAL. But she doesn't anymore. That's because she was fired after a tweet that made fun of Vice President Kamala Harris's outfit at the State of the Union. I think we should have that conversation. Remember that hideous brown suit she wore? On March 1st, Amber tweeted, Kamala looks like a UPS employee. What can brown do for you? Nothing good, apparently. According to the New York Post, Amber tweeted critically a few days later about people in favor of trans kids. And that's when left-wing activists started coming for her. They combed her Twitter trying to find anything they could to get her fired from her job and sent dozens of emails to her employers demanding Amber face consequences. One of the tweets they claimed proved her racism was the joke about the vice president. I'm I'm sorry, what? Amber said, all of a sudden, the Kamala tweet was being reframed as racist and dozens of Twitter accounts were bragging about contacting my employers about my Okay. Bigotry. At first, all of her colleagues laughed it off and deleted the complaint emails. But then, eight days after the tweet, Amber was contacted out of the blue by Jeff Bowden, the vice president of station owner Cumulus Washington, and their human resources vice president. She said, they told me that the tweet I sent about Kamala was racist and that subsequent follow-ups defending myself and making fun of the efforts to cancel me were unacceptable. I had violated the company's social media policy, they said, and I was terminated effective immediately whoa i heard there's a new movement coming brown clothes matter anyone who makes fun of the color brown or is white and wears brown is racist that is really racist all right all right all right time to see what happened this week in pop culture history with a pop culture rewind time machine This week in 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated by James Earl Ray in Memphis, Tennessee, and the entire country grieved. Eyewitnesses to the assassination say that Dr. King left his room, 306, at the Lorraine Hotel just before dinner to get some air. He walked over to the railing at this spot, and noticing some friends below, he leaned over and began to speak with them. Police say 205 feet away, in a window in a flop house. The assassin later. 1994, this week, the lead singer of Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, committed suicide and was found three days later. His legacy lives on by teenagers who wear Nirvana shirts but can't name a single song. A little true crime for you, in 1996 this week, the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, was captured at his cabin in Montana. April 3rd, 1996, 20 years ago today. The day the FBI arrested Theodore Kaczynski, the suspected Unabomber, at his cabin in rural Montana. And everyone's favorite animal lover, the Crocodile Hunter, came on the scene in 1997 this week with the debut of his show, The Crocodile Hunter, on Animal Planet. I really hope Steve Irwin didn't force any of his crocodiles to have brown scales. That would be racist. Whoo! Danger, danger, danger. And that's what happened this week in pop culture history. Brand new episode of The Spillover that comes out tonight at 9 p.m. Pacific and midnight Eastern is with a guest discussing a topic that you guys requested. You said, Alex, I really want you to talk to someone who lived through this. So... I found someone and the interview has ended up being one of my favorites because not only is it deeply moving and interesting, some parts are honestly just hilarious. Get ready to find all about a way of life that is a really big mystery to a lot of people tonight on The Spillover. Don't forget to heart this Poplitics episode. Tell me whether you like or dislike Jeanette's memoir title and if it's not just Brown that Kamala can't pull off but pantsuits in general. DM this episode to your friend who also used to watch iCarly and click that save button for us, okay? Thank you, worms! We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram, too, at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.